is a Woodside Church podcast. Right, we are launching a new series, our Easter series. Oh, can you imagine Easter's here already? Uh, we are launching our Easter series and we titled it Redemption. You might be seeing it at the back. Ah, look at that. And you see an underlined, um, what to say, the red is underlined at the bottom. That is very intentional. The reason is we're going to be looking at different events that was involved in the process uh, leading to the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Every week we're going to see in the title that the title that will have some connection with color red. It was very creatively um, put together by Luke and uh, it's very interesting. So every topic, every event that we're going to be looking at has got something to do with uh, red color, not to say, oh, red color is the best. No, just to bring in, uh, uh, what to say, a connection and, and enjoy the topic, right? So this week's topic is claret wine and flatbread. Claret wine and flatbread. And we're going to be looking at the Last Supper, first even when everything, you know, started. Um, in order to do this, we're going to look at a passage from the Bible, Matthew uh, chapter 26, verses 17 to 20. Right? This is the story. This is the event that happened. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? They're talking to Jesus. Then Jesus is replying, As you go into the city, he told them, You will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, My time has come. And I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the twelve. Jesus said, my time has come. Now why did he say this? He was trying to say or reveal to his disciples who's, who, with whom he's going to be having the Passover meal. Say, guys, the purpose of why I came into this earth is is just about to be fulfilled and it's beginning with this meal that we're going to be having together. In effect, every home, while this is happening, the Last Supper, this is being recorded, every home, every Jewish home in Jerusalem, everybody are celebrating the same meal as a family together, having a lamb, bread and wine and calling it the, uh, the festival of unleavened bread. The bread was made without any yeast. Yeah, and in a particular way, why? Why this is all happening? Why these people are celebrating everywhere? The reason is this was instituted first ever by God Himself. Can I request you please go read Exodus chapter 11 and 12 in order to understand this, either in your community groups if you have a chance or in your personal Bible reading time. Then you will understand. In order for us to understand, the Passover, why this was so important, and the significance of Passover, and why Jesus was connecting it to this moment, saying, my time has come. We need to understand the first ever Passover. And ever since, God said, you need to follow this every year. And what do you do when you have this meal? You share with your family. Tell the story of how God delivered His people, Israelites, from the hand of Pharaoh, and the Egyptians who were the then greatest power on this earth. The Israelites were slaves for 
of 400 years and more, and they had absolutely given hope. They think, I mean, they thought, this is it, everything is finished. Our generation, the generations to come, our children to come, everybody will be born as slaves and die as slaves. That's it. This is our destiny. And that's the condition they were in. But God, who's rich in His mercy and who's so faithful to His word and His promise, He said, no, no, no. I am the one who promised and I'm true to my word. I will come and redeem you. And so He did. He said the people couldn't do anything about it, but God came down. He demonstrated His power to Pharaoh and Egyptians and to the Israelites to show who He is and prove that He's above all else. He's the greatest of all and to deliver the people. And one of His final demonstrations was that God said, I'm going to come down and visit every home. And I'm going to strike the firstborn, be it man or animal. Whatever it is. It's so interesting. Listen, he did say, I'm just going to go into the Egyptian camp, the pharaohs, and I'm going to visit them. No. For God, everybody is equal. He has no favorites. Everybody is equal in God's eyes. He said, I'm going to come and visit Israel, uh, people of Israel, um, Egyptians, everywhere he's going to go. But he said, you can be saved from this plague. How? I will tell you the way. I want you to choose a lamb, and you can call it the Passover lamb. And he gave so many specifications about what is needed for the lamb. I mean, this is, these are qualities that should be in the lamb, otherwise you're not supposed to choose it. So he was very particular. Who? God himself. He said that should be uh, a lamb. That many, but I just want to highlight a few things on that. He says, firstly, the lamb must be without blemish. It should be spotless. It should be the perfect lamb you need to choose. And the second most important thing is that lamb must be sacrificed publicly in a congregation. And he, he told a particular time uh, and, and this is how it should be done. Everything. There's so many instructions you will read through it. But he said that lamb must be sacrificed and the blood of the lamb should be collected in a basin and smeared on your doorsteps the left, the right, and the top. And you need to enter into the house and not come out of it. If you remain in there, taking part and, and, and roast this lamp on direct fire and have the lamp, eat and completely finish up all the lamp, and then you need to remain in that house. When God comes, this is what it says in Exodus chapter 12, verse 13, it says, but the blood on your doorsteps will serve as a sign marking the houses where you are staying when i see the blood i will pass over you wow wow he said when i see the blood the blood marks the sign guys you know what and that is what they were celebrating every year then on and this is how god saved us. Anybody who's inside and who's got the, the mark, the mark of the blood, you know, the smear of blood, God would pass over. This is exactly what Jesus is trying to say. My time has come now. You know what, guys? You know what? I am the Passover lamb. I am the one whom you've been 
regularly celebrating every single year. Every single year. And this is why God designed in this way. The lamb, we're going to see that in, in a few verses that's coming. The, the blood of the lamb couldn't save anyone. The blood of the lamb couldn't wash away sins and all that. But every Passover meal and every sacrifice from then on were actually signposts to Jesus. They were all pointing towards the coming of Jesus. This is what God is going to do. He did physically a thing at that time which would say the Egyptians. There were so many other people in the world. They didn't have a clue about this. But now he was actually giving, that was the shadow of the reality. What is coming on later in the future which would save every single one spiritually. God is going to pass over if you obey and if you have the mark of blood. Every, every Passover sacrifice was a signpost pointing towards Jesus. When you go from here, I don't know how many of you have traveled to London on M1. If you need to get to Luton Airport, how do you know how close you are to the Luton Airport? On the motorway? Yeah? Perfect. Toby, well done, Mike. Good. That's it. Good one. There is airplanes flying all over the place, and also there's a symbol of an airplane taking off in, in, in the signpost every now and then. Have you seen that? Yeah, when you go there, it doesn't have to say much. There's not a big report set in a few yards, and you know, then you will reach the airport, you need to go straight, turn left. No, no, no. It just, there is a symbol there, a, a, a flight, which tells me, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going somewhere close. To the airport and I'm, I'm traveling and when it comes closer and closer you see the sign more and more and more and more and when it reaches the airport the sign stops and after that you don't have any more signs saying you need more signs you already reached the airport you already that's exactly what all the sacrifices were doing they were signposts symbolically showing this is what God is gonna do through Jesus our Lord. You know what? I will have a Passover meal. I will choose a pa Passover sacrifice. And God's choice of the lamb, God's choice of the spotless lamb, God's choice of the perfect lamb who should be sacrificed publicly in front of the congregation, and, and, and many other ways. I can go on so many, I can pick and tell you so many points which is, which is so, so true in every single way. Jesus came, entered uh, Jerusalem four days before the Passover meal. The Bible says, you, uh, when God gave the instructions, four days before the, uh, um, the lamb is being sacrificed, they need to choose the lamb. Everything, the hour, the particular hour, it's got to be sacrificed by twilight, and Jesus, the hour, they, 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 the theologians and historians, they match it up and they say, even the hour of the sacrifice and everything was exactly the same. Jesus is our Passover sacrifice. He is the Lamb, the God's choice, God's Lamb, whom He chose to sacrifice for our sake, so that we would be saved inside Him. When John the Baptist it's recorded in John chapter 1, 29. 
when he saw Jesus coming, this is what he said. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is his confession. He's acknowledging, saying, This is the Lamb God has chosen who is going to be our pastoral sacrifice. And this is exactly what Jesus is revealing to his disciples. They come to, we continue to read Matthew 26, uh, um, chapter 26, verses 26 to 30 onwards. This is what Jesus did as, he was, as they were having the meal. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you, drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Yes, Jesus' life was poured out as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of the sins of many. Uh, mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus said, he gave it and said, take it and eat it. He said, take it and drink it. It's so interesting. When you see the fall of man, you go back to Genesis chapter 3, you know what? God said something, don't eat of this fruit. God created the tree, the fruit. God said, don't eat. And they obeyed. But when Satan came and deceived them and said, no, you eat it. No, you eat it. What Eve did was she disobeyed God by not believing in his word, but believing the words of Satan. And he obeyed the words of Satan. You know what the Bible records? It said she took it. And she ate it. She took it and she ate it. And then, as soon as she did that, there was a separation that came forth between man and God. Man and God. It's not the fruit. Some people think, oh, there was sin in that fruit. That's evil in that fruit. So as they ate it, that came into effect. No, no, no. God created that tree. He created that fruit. What has actually happened is, Eve's obedience to Satan and taking it and eating it, the effect of it caused the fall of man and brought in the separation. In order to fix this here, Jesus is giving us a new covenant. He says, he gives the bread and he gives the wine. Take it and drink it. When we do that, what do we do? Now, we put our trust in what Jesus is saying. We are believing his word obeying him. It's not the bread or the wine that is going to do something different to us. It's not the bread or the wine that changes things. Oh, this is holy bread. I cannot touch it. I need to be very careful. Sometimes in some places it's, it's kept in, you know, very kind of close places. Nobody should have. No, no, no. It's the obedience that is involved while taking it and recognizing and accepting what Jesus has done, putting our belief in Jesus and taking it and eating it. The effect of that is that now through the separation, through Jesus Christ, we are united with God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And that is why we celebrate communion together. The bread represents the body of Jesus. The wine represents the blood of Jesus. This is what Jesus said. Through Jesus, we have redemption. Praise be to God. Through Jesus, we have redemption. The chosen Lamb of God, through Him, through His sacrifice, when we have the mark of His blood, and when we go into it, we are secure and safe. We are saved. This is what Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And that is why he had to shed his blood. And that is the significance of the blood that was shed on the cross for us. We will see more of it. I don't want to go into too much detail into it. Reason is, other preachers who are preaching in this series won't have anything to do with it. Okay? So, um, it is very clear God's grace was shown upon us. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Hebrews 10, verses uh, 4 to 10, this is what it says. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Hang on a minute. We thought that was a sacrifice. Through the sacrifice, the sin was washed away. No, no, no. Uh, the, the, the author of Hebrews is bringing it out and making it so clear to us why it should be Jesus. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifice. Note this, this is God. I mean, Jesus saying to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. Do you know what God's will for us, each and every one of us? This is it. For God's will for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Once for all time. This is the will of God, that we would be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Now, why, this, why did this have to be Jesus? It could be anything, isn't it? It could be anyone who chose to say, Oh, Lord, yeah, choose me. I'm happy to be sacrificed. I mean, it could be anyone. Why did this have to be Jesus? Because the choice of God's Lamb must be spotless and sinless. The only ever person who lived in flesh in this world who, who, who will be as well, is Jesus alone. I'll tell you what happens. The sacrifice here, what happens is, God designed it in a way there is an exchange that happens in the sacrifice. And that is why we need someone spotless and sinless to die in our stead. Okay, let me, let me put it that way. This is me. Okay, I'm living in sin. Right? God's judgment is over me. What do I deserve? I deserve death. I deserve the wrath of God. I am condemned. This is me. And that is what I deserve. This is Jesus. He is pure. 
He's full of life. He's united with God. He's spotless. He's sinless. He is holy. If I die, that's it. The punishment for me, what I've done is served, is finished. And that's it. But what God is designed is that Jesus will substitute my death. And by doing so, the one who knew no sin, this is the word of God, the one who knew no sin became sin for me. And the one who was sinful because of the great exchange God has designed, that Jesus has taken my punishment, sin over him, the one who knew no sin. What I do, I am being exchanged with the holiness and the purity and the life of Jesus. Jesus had to experience death that I, me being in death, can experience life, unity with God. Hallelujah. This is exactly what is happening. That is why God had to do no other way, there's no other way, but only through Jesus. Because he is the only sinless. He is the only spotless lamb that could have done it. So Jesus said, you have prepared a body, Lord. Here I am to do your will. I will go and take this out of full of, we just read a verse, it in accordance with the riches of God's grace. He lavished his grace. He lavished his love. We don't deserve this, guys. We don't deserve this. Can we do anything about this? No, we cannot. He exchanged it so that I am holy. I am holy. I'm spotless. God looks at me like this now. And what have I done? I haven't done anything. I'm just filled with a heart full of gratitude. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So every time I partake in this communion, taking the bread and drinking of the wine, I'm remembering what God has done for me and glorifying. Lord, here I stand, holy, spotless, forgiven by your grace. Hallelujah. God considers us forgiven when we believe in this, when we take it and we drink it, when we believe, when we, what we need to do is we need to realize this, understand this. Yeah, it's very simple. You understand this. Oh, I need redemption. I need a savior and I cannot do it by myself. And you accept it. Look to Jesus. Jesus it can be only your sacrifice on what you have done which can really redeem me. And because of that, we have forgiveness. Now, when God comes, when God sees, how does he see? He sees the blood of Jesus over us as a mark, as a sign. And because of that, he comes and he passes. And you and I who believe in it, who celebrate it, who, who are in love with it, and only we, we do it, we are safe in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. What an amazing God we serve. What an amazing God we have. What amazing love, a free exchange. Have you ever seen such an offer anywhere? You bring rubbish and take the best. You bring rubbish and take the best. Guys, if there's anyone seated here, I don't know. 
But if there's anyone seated here, really in pain, thinking of your life, thinking that, oh, the sins that I have done in my life, or the way that I live is rubbish. I don't even want to openly share with anyone, but I know I'm rubbish. I don't deserve any good thing. How can I be saved? My friend, I have good news for you. God has planned a way where He wants to exchange your life and make you holy. As simple as that, just by you believing in Him. Jesus has finished everything. Jesus has done it. And all that Jesus wants us to believe in Him, take it and eat it. Confess it. You're struggling with guilt? Are you struggling with fear? Are you struggling with shame? Jesus taking everything away. Guys, I would lead you into a response time now. We will all close our eyes in a bit, but before that, I just wanted to um, say this. This is, um, can you see? This is a simple, I don't know if it's even metal, a metal, right? This is uh, from the Bedford, uh, you know, Drama and Speech Festival, Speech and Drama Festival. My son participated when he was in reception year. He participated in it and uh, he won the first place in that and he got that medal. This is just uh, so much for Vidya and myself. Meaning, every time she sees that, she cries. Every time she, not that, oh, my son won the first place, yay, no, 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 the reason is. And she tells him the story all the time. Every time she looks at it, you know what, Elisha said, when he was formed in uh, Vidya's womb, after several scans, the doctors um, uh, advised her to abort the baby. So this baby is going to be uh, either with Down syndrome or this baby will not have the completely formed heart chamber. The baby will anyway is going to die soon. So we want you to, we would highly recommend you to, you know, the, the, the consultant, the topmost, want you to um, abort the baby. We cry, we cry. But he said, whatever our father gives is what you're going to have. We will never do that. We will never do that. Lord, we accept that thy will be done. We cried and he said, guess what? After several scans closer to the day, we had, because we weren't convinced, the consultant said, okay, I'll leave it for a few more months and then again you can come back for another scan. He came. He spent an hour, more than an hour, scanning, doing all sorts of things. We were praying, sitting there, and they did. Guess what he said? I've never seen such a thing ever in the history of my medical treatment. Uh, your baby is absolutely fine. You, well done for you guys not choosing to abort. Uh, enjoy your, enjoy your baby. He said, and he couldn't, he couldn't. He's like looking around there. And, yes, I was the one who said abort it, but uh, yeah, you did, you did the right thing. That's what he said. He just said, Hallelujah. Praise be to our Father, God. The reason why I'm saying this, every time she sees this, this medal, and he's going, giving speech, saying poem, and all that, and he's winning prizes for the glory of God. He says every time she shows, Lasha, you know what the doctor said? You know why? And that's why she cries when she looks at this. She says, wow, 
This means so much to us, so much to us. The bread and the wine is a symbolic representation of the great sacrifice of Jesus for you and me. In the Old Testament, when the lamb was sacrificed, it had no choice. They would choose the lamb, they would kill it. Jesus had a choice. If he did, wanted to, he could only live. Why for this people? God, I don't want to do it. He could have said that, but out of his pure will, he obeyed even to the point of death. He says, with you, I love them as much as you do, Father. For you, for your will to be done, and for the lovely people that you have created, even they don't deserve, I will give, offer my body as a sacrifice. We're going to celebrate communion now together with this understanding, accepting it, celebrating. So what do we do? We celebrate with gratefulness. We celebrate in honor of our Savior. You know, often we have in great meetings, in celebration meetings, a toast to this person. Toast. Well, let's do it in celebration, uh, in, in honor of our Savior. Uh, I'm going to request the band to come up and um, lead us in a song. And at the same time, if anybody who hasn't had the, the, the wine and the bread, the cup, can you, if you put your hand up, it would be very helpful so that Tim, uh, sorry, Catherine can come and provide you with one. <coughs> Anybody who's, uh, who hasn't yet? Got it? Well done. to be careful with that if, you, if you've done this before there's a top there's two peeling off um, op uh, options there the one the top one is is thinner one and when you peel you get the wafer like thing resembling the bread there and then when you break the thicker one and when you open you get to drink the grape juice this is grape juice I wanted to say um, yeah we can just take it now And can I humbly request you guys to focus on God? If you want to close your eyes, you can. This is the body of Jesus. This is the blood that is poured out for us for the forgiveness of our sins. Guys, just as we sang today morning, we are forgiven. We are embraced at the foot of the cross just by believing in Him and accepting Him and confessing that He is our Lord. Remember, the sign, the post, uh, the, the, the smear was outside the house so people could see. It was outside the house for God could see and the people could see. It was not inside, hidden. It's a public declaration. We heard the story of Roger. Yeah, Fran amazingly, amazingly, through the help of the Holy Spirit, shared the gospel with him. Yes, I want to do it. I want to publicly confess and say sorry to the Father. I'm going to read the Word of God to know more. If there's anyone in, uh, 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 with, with 
such a thinking. Please, can I ask, after the service, please come and talk to me or one of us. We would love to talk with you more. Anyone who wants to take a decision to say, yes, this is amazing love. I want to respond to this amazing love of Jesus by accepting him. Or anyone who wants to know more, please come afterwards. Now, let's raise the bread and the grape juice that we have and say, thank you to Jesus. Thank you for your amazing sacrifice by which I've been exchanged so that I would receive your holiness, God, that I would receive forgiveness, God. Glory be to you, Jesus. Glory be to you, Jesus. It could have been done, and it is done only by you, and we believe it. We accept it, and we confess it. Let's take part in communion. You can eat the bread and drink the juice. listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.